Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look at what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. Beer, beer, beer. Uh, a little haunting, but just so you guys know, this episode is sponsored by the Untapped Store. Uh, so we're back to getting ready for Christmas presents or Christmas shopping or maybe even Thanksgiving presents. You know what goes good with Thanksgiving is beer. And you're going to want a glass for that beer. So head to store.untapped.com, pick out a beer glass for you then one for every member of your family and look at the price and say, man, that would be so much better if I could get 20% off. And you can, because you're listening to drinking socially, use the coupon code podcast at store.untap.com. You can get 20% off anything you order there. I think that even counts for stickers. And if you do order a sticker, take a picture of it and tag us on social, uh, go to Instagram, Facebook, anywhere that you're on your Google machine. Uh, and if you like this show, leave us a review or subscribe to it so you can hear what we're talking about next week. And speaking of talking about things next week, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Harrison's got an amazing show cooked up for us. What are we talking about today, Harrison? We're talking about Michigan. What? Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Hold on to your hats. So Michigan, Michigan has a lot of great things. I'm realizing now a lot of them are going to be food or food related, but Detroit style pizza, Myers, which is like a target on steroids, Bill Knapps after the mac and cheese. It's like a mac and cheese soup. It's amazing. Verner's ginger ale, the best ginger ale. Look out. Um, and of course, like 400 killer breweries. It's also the only place in the world that has a floating post office. The J.W. Westcott, too, right? It's a boat. I mean, like in the water, not in the air. We're not there Thank yet. You. But we all know the drones are coming. This is your final warning. Um, yeah, we're not there yet. But anyway, it's a waterway post office. That sounds about right for the state that ranks number one in boat registrations. Thanks in large part to it. Also having the longest freshwater coastline in the U.S. So lots of killer stuff going on in Michigan. Water plays a big role in the history, the life of most Michiganders. It stands to reason that one of Michigan's most famous beers is named after a river, the Two-Hearted River to be exact. So today, we're celebrating the producer of that beer, Two-Hearted Ale, Bell's Brewery of Kalamazoo, of course, as they celebrate 35 years of making world-class beer. John's holding up that beautiful Bell's Two-Hearted right there. If you're on YouTube. So Bell's should be a household name to most of our listeners wasn't always that way, though. Like many great things, though, it all began with the soup pot, which is the vessel Larry Bell used for his first commercial brew back in 1985. Fortunately for us, they left the soup pots behind and increased production where it's now available in all but eight U.S. states with Two Hard Ale leading the way. It's most, their most popular beer. With, and Two Hard was brewed first in 1997, and it's really earned a special spot in both of our beer-drinking hearts. It's actually the beer I've checked in the most on Untappa Bells has always been innovative. They were the first Michigan brewery to open a pub on the same site as the brewery, the Eccentric Cafe. We'll talk about that in a bit in 1993. So they've always been ahead of their curve. So when Bells finally jumped on the hazy IPA crazy train back in 2019 with official IPA, I remember reading that press release at Untapped headquarters and running or probably just turning and yelling at John 
about it, saying something like the makers of Two Hearted are entering the crazy, hazy game. This is going to be amazing. So in many ways, the story of Bell's Brewery is the story of American craft beer being both innovative and on the cutting edge while at the same time being nostalgically comfortable somehow. That's tough to do, like making fashionable cargo pants or eating spaghetti without slurping the noodles, but they're doing it. Uh, and they're one of the reasons why I love the beer community and, and, and you know, Bell's overall. My check-ins can't lie. Check it out. And all this is really just a fancy way of saying I've wanted to have Too Hearted on the podcast forever. So I was looking for a little in. And when we saw this badge pop up, the always inspired badge that Bell's is running right now and untapped, I thought, ooh, I want that. And so here we are. All of us earn it together, drinking some great beer, celebrating Bell's being around for 35 plus years. Make it inspiring stuff. Uh, and we'll be grabbing a couple of badges along the way. And you guys can at home, too. It's pretty easy. Right, John? It is pretty easy, especially for someone like yourself, Harrison. I went back and listened to every episode that we've recorded. You've <laughs> said two-hearted on the podcast 84 times before this episode. That's more than me and Kyle and Tim put together historically. We know you're a fan. And I know that you've been waiting for this particular episode. So the always inspired badge from Bells, when you unlock this, it will reveal for the past 35 years, Bells Brewery has brewed inspired beers that have become favorites for many a craft beer drinker. The Michigan breweries teaming up with Untapped to offer a special badge for four of their flagship brews. They have four flagship brews. And in order to earn this badge, all you have to do is drink one and then check it in on Untapped. So you're going to be looking for two of them. We're drinking tonight. The official Hazy IPA, Bell's Two-Hearted. If you're mowing the lawn, you might go for Light-Hearted. And if you live in the South where it is still kind of summer, uh, you're probably going to enjoy an Oberon. Or why not drink all four of them? But all you have to do is check into one of those beers to earn this badge. And if you check into it for every time Harrison says too hearted on this episode, please do it safely and call an Uber, even if you're already home. Which beer are we starting with today, Harrison? <laughs> yeah, they love that. Love getting called to a house where there's not a real pickup. Uber drivers <laughs> oh, enjoy sorry, the heck out of it. Already here. That's right. Just leave do you have the candy? <laughs> you have to get it and go somewhere. All right, cool. Yes, so we're starting with Too Hearted Look at that lovely can, um, which, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make any hide behind it. Fancy fanfare. I freaking love this beer. I always have. It is the beer I've checked it the most on Untapped. Um, it gets me. I get it. Yada, yada, yada. But let's talk about what it actually is. So Two-Hearted Ale, Bellsbury, an American IPA, 7% ABV, 55 IBUs. Untapped a 3.96 out of five wow. rating, so that's almost a four over a hundred 1.5 million check ins of this beer, too. Which is crazy to have almost four bottle caps with a million and a half people getting to enjoy it all on different parts of their beer journey. Maybe the first crapper they ever have was this, and they were like, What in the world is this? and yet still almost four, so that's pretty impressive. Notes from Bell's brew with 100% Centennial hops from the Pacific Northwest and named after the Two-Hearted River in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. This IPA is bursting 
with hopperonas ranging from pine to grapefruit for massive hop additions, both the kettle and the fermenter perfectly balanced with the malt backbone and combined with the signature fruity aromas of Bell's House Yeast. This beer is remarkably drinkable and well-suited for adventures everywhere. Love it. Love it. So let's, I'm going to pour mine. Although this is like pre-laughing at a movie you've seen a million times, which is horrible if you're with someone who's never seen it. Don't be a pre-lapper, but I know what to expect, but I'll let John talk to me about his first sips while I I try to not uh, gulp this. Honestly, I'm kind of intimidated to talk to you about this beer. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful that you're not Larry Bell, yes. but it's just as intimidating. So I'll cop out and I'll I'll poetically describe what happens when I take a sip of this beer. And it's like time travel. I mean, I'm, I'm right yeah. back in like, 2015 sitting at a sports bar trying to learn about beers and what the heck is an ipa it's it's well balanced you i think when you explained it it reminds me of how popular centennial hops used to be yeah and right how that's like one of the hops that i can identify like now everybody knows mm -hmm. citra or maybe you can identify galaxy or mosaic mm -hmm. centennial tastes like me starting my craft beer journey and this beer does an amazing job of balancing it with malt as well. It's not malty beer, but it, it does a good job for me of like backing that up. So it's yes. not just bitter, but yes. And that is, that's my amateur take Harrison. Oh. I want to, I want to hear what's rolling through your uh, Florida swamp of a brainland up there <laughs> as, you, as you revisit right. the mid 20, 20 teens. Right. Bring your own gators, leave your shirt behind, and hike those overalls up because it's going to get weird in here. <laughs> um, I mean, really, so it's funny you say that, right? I was, as we all know, listening to more than half an episode already. I really have a hard time getting to the point. but um, And usually that's because of my cloudy, congested brain. But for this, for this beer, when I drink it, all is quiet. All is still up there. I really don't, much like the bubbling waters of the two-hearted river itself. I'm not really thinking about much. I'm just kind of, as you said, going back to a time when this was the most exciting beer ever. Beer was exciting. Every day was exciting. I woke up, my knees didn't hurt. My back was just a back. I had no responsibilities. It was beautiful. It was the glory days, the, the all or nothing days. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about, but but anyway, really, it does do that. It kind of it just transports me away, and I'm not really thinking about anything. And that is the sign of a great beer when, yeah, there's great grapefruit notes in here. And you're right. I think, obviously, it's 100% Centennial hops. But I don't think the malt profile is talked about enough in this beer. This is a beautiful beer. Like, it's it, the way that uh, the grain bill set up, it, it lets those hops dance, but you're not like, dry or parched it's not abrasive like it's it's really well made and balanced while still being an ipa that's tasted the same for now since 1997 pretty much certainly as, since i remember during it which is a little bit after 1997 but um but yeah no this is a beautiful beer and certainly if you are a home brewer or new to beer or curious about learning more Go after single hopped beers. That's a great way to expand your kind of knowledge in in what hops taste like, what you like, what you don't. Obviously, Sierra Nevada is great for Cascade. This one's great for Centennial. Um, but yeah, it's a 
Yeah, it's it's great. All's quiet. Well, obviously not because I'm still talking, but for a moment there, John, for my first sip, which was a nice, a, a good one. Um, yeah, it was just like, ah, like an old friend. You could, you knew, you see him across the bar and you know the kind of high five you're going to do when you see him without even having to say anything. That's it's rare, but it's out this, there and we have it. This beer for... Uh, I guess I could say old guys like us, or at least old guy like me. I won't throw you under that bus, yeah, but I'm under the there. Beer, <laughs> just the fact that I said throw under the bus implies that I right. I don't know I'm how to take talk. Um, <laughs> but for us, I think it brings a nostalgic, like you said, like a mind calming sort of back when times were simpler. Could you imagine? if you kind of quote unquote grew up drinking hazies and then someone said, Oh, you got to try this too hearted. Like right. what a different, would it be just as, is wow, this is bitter. Would it have the same sort of impression that it gave you as the first time you drink a craft beer and it happened to be this, or do you think it would be harder for someone to understand after having treehouse and trillium their way through the low IBU fruited New England deliciousness yeah. that exists today. It's tough to say, but I think you clued in on a really cool point in that generally speaking, a lot of people that discovered this beer when it was new, they were probably coming from a low IBU world of lagers. So now, right, something this bitter, and again, it's 55 IBUs. It's not crazy, but it's there, and it's a lot in the fermenter. I mean, it's dry hop. There's plenty of hops in this beer. Um but to go from, you know, right, something that's like a light lager to this, whoa, maybe going from right, like a traditional New England where there's low IBUs, it's not a bitter beer. Yeah, fruit, you can talk about fruity hops all day, but it's been a bit since like an old school American IPA kicked you in the face, or maybe it's never happened. I don't know if it would be as shocking as lager to IPA, but it may be like, whoa, what's going on? And perhaps that's 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 the common denominator. It, it would be the bitterness itself. It's such a sensation. I mean, people compare it to like you know hot sauces and stuff. That 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 bitter coating of your tongue that hops can provide when they're in the boil. Maybe if you're a true New England only IPA hazy boy and you drink something like this, it probably will surprise you um, if you've never had one before. Even though you're coming from the craft beer world. I think the IBUs are, I mean, it's something to to take note of for sure. Good good call on that, John. I don't know. My hope, I think I I like the way you articulated it. We're almost we're if we're if we're if if you're tasting this beer for the first time in early two thousands, you're coming from lager. If you're doing it today, you're likely coming from a New England IPA. Right. But right. you're going for something that's gonna bring more bitter. And I'd like to think at either junction in time. I spent the entirety of last year drinking hazy IPAs and <laughs> coming back to something right, like right. this now, it's like, yeah. I don't want to say this and have it be misunderstood. It's not like a lagery IPA, but it, it's so like crisp and refreshing and it doesn't have that cloying sweetness behind it. Right. That right. I almost, it, and you're right, 55 IBUs. We're not pushing 80 here. It's not super bitter, but it, it's like a refreshing IPA and I can find the grapefruitiness in that centennial yeah. that I probably wouldn't have found five years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that's, a, yeah, I mean, right. This is not like a, um, 
Yeah, there are lots you can say about Centennial. We don't need to go too deep in the weeds, but sure, it's not one of those hops that kicks off a lot of haze either, like Citra does. It's a big reason why you see so Citra hops being used in a lot of hazy IPAs is the kind of, we heard a lot about this from Noda when we were talking to them uh, on the Lowe's virtual beer hunt of the kind of uh, oils that are on Citra hops will just make beer hazy. And so, um, right, this totally different hop experience um, and yeah, that you're losing, there is no sweetness and it's all grapefruit and it's allowing really just a centennial to do everything it does in the boil, at the end of the boil in the fermenter, which is also really cool. It's almost like there's three different kinds of grapefruit in here. It's like the rind, it's the sweetness, it's the smell of a grapefruit. It's all essentially being imparted different parts of the process. So that's also something nice about this too, is that it's not a lot of hazy IPAs, not all, but a lot have like 20 hops in them or more realistically like six or four, which is great. And we're going to drink one in a minute that has a ton of hops in them. Um, and that's very exciting because you can get tons of like a rainbow of flavors. But again, it's just such an, in, in line with the nostalgia that I get from this beer. It's one hop. It tastes like it always has tasted and that single hopping kind of sit here and meditate on what is centennial and you can stroke your beard and you can write a poem about it and you can just just be be one with centennial for a little bit and not have to be like what is that is that the mosaic i'm tasting is that the other thing there's a time and a place for that which i think for us might be right now <laughs> all right yeah i'm definitely down to switch over to can we i don't Okay, I'm supposed to introduce this beer, and yep. here I am failing. Um, okay. I want to. Can, can we introduce the official as like the follow up to Two Hearted? The beers, uh, just to be clear, before I read through the specs, official and Two Hearted, same brewery parents, but not really brothers or, right. or close cousins. Almost two different inceptions altogether, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean. I wanted to drink both of them. Well, for a couple of reasons, as we said, the badge, there's four beers you can get to that unlocks it for you. And we've done almost two of them. We did lighthearted last season and we did tropical Oberon not too long ago. Um, yeah. So the only two we hadn't done were two hearted and official. So here we are. But also I think it was, as I kind of alluded to in the beginning, it's, it is the old way of doing an IPA in the new way for lack of a, you know, more nuanced explanation. And, same brewery is a constant here, but experience gonna be wildly different. Um, so I'm excited to see what that is because it's been a little bit side official, um, too. So we'll see what's going on in here. So as Harrison's cracking open Bell's official, also on Untapped, listed as an American IPA, mm-hmm. which has become kind of a catch all for their style. Yeah, this one's a little more hazy, but it's still an American IPA. Comes in a little bit lighter ABV. This one's 6.4% instead of 7 on two-hearted it's got significantly less check-ins being a newer beer about one hundred and fifty thousand all time pretty good yeah but it still rates three basically 3.8 on untapped so mm-hmm. a little behind two-hearted but again coming into the game much much like a generation after two-hearted came onto yeah, the scene absolutely. good call and so as harrison's showing them off on youtube visually you can clearly distinguish between these two. <laughs> <laughs> Holding them next to each other almost makes Two Hearted look like a, a Vienna a brown or brown ale. So yeah, also <laughs> <laughs> blocking the light a little bit. But yes, uh, Bell's on 
untapped uh, for your note read tells us that two of our favorite ingredients come together in the brew house, the pungent American hops and delicious wheat malt. Harrison alluded to this before we started recording, how Bell's kind of owns the wheat game a lot with Oberon and IPAs with Two Hearted. So uh, a beautiful kind of song of those two styles of beers together. They tell us this hazy IPA is double dry hopped, a combination of Mosaic, Citra, Azaka, Amarillo, and El Dorado. A lot of hops, as Harrison was speaking to just a moment ago. This was going to result in some peach, stone fruit, tropical notes with a dry finish. And that's something I love on a hazy uh, IPA. Refined beer for the love of hops. Those who prefer wheat beers might enjoy this as well. Go ahead and make it official. And one final shout out to Harrison before we get to the beer. The El Dorado hops they use in this beer come from CLS Farms, who we had on the podcast a couple episodes ago, episode 32, with Shelly and Eric from CLS Farms talking about how they grow those hops. So that was really cool. Full circle, if you will. That's right. It's pretty cool to have their El Dorado in here uh, that we are enjoying right now. So, right. Lucky us to be talking to who's who of the beer roller drinking some of their great beers. And for me, first sips on this. Right. It's softer. It is stone fruit. The peach was a good note. And obviously they call it out in their own notes and they know what they're talking about. But I would say peach for me is like the leading fruit. And we just had two hearted. So my palate's not perfect. That's okay. It doesn't need to be. It's 10. You can drink beers more than one at a time or more than one in a row or whatever. Um, so, but um, yeah, you, you, you made a great point. I think that's it's worth highlighting again is, Bell's made a name for themselves in the IPA game, Oberon, Pale Wheat game, Sweet. This is kind of like those two beers together. And I think it's cool that they're kind of saying, hey, if you like wheat beers, which is hopefully we all know, like, so that's one of the most popular beers in the world, certainly in the States. Um, so approachable, so delicious all the time. But maybe you're curious about IPAs. Pop on in here um, and check this beer out. And I think that's accurate. It's definitely not as bitter as Two Hearted, but it's way, got way more kind of hop excitement going on than a just a wheat beer would itself. Mm. As I Ooh. take my first sip of Ooh. this beer, hmm. this is, I think, other than maybe a, a, a random taste in a bar, I think this is the first time I've drank a a beer an official beer all all to myself mm-hmm. and when i went in for the first sip so i was I, the only reason i throw myself under the bus there is because i, I didn't have much expectations coming right. in so the description from untapped help i see peach and stone fruit and tropical it helps kind of paint a picture before i take a sip yeah but man you're right in that sip all like i get a little bit of like residual bitterness i'm gonna yeah. give that to two hearted i think it's the fact that we drank too hard right before, I'll blame it on that. <laughs> but the peach, tropical, this is, this is, I would, if I had to summarize this beer in a quick untapped check-in, I would say this is an IPA version of tropical Oberon. And right. I'm ready for another. Right. That's a great call out. You're right. It is so tropical. And that was a cool beer to do, knowing how good Oberon is itself, throwing the tropical, I think that was like passion fruits or something in that one. 
maybe all the things that you know make people feel healthy or yeah, sound healthy. Yeah. right but it's yeah. right but so it's you know you can go get passion fruit in a beer by putting passion fruit in it or you can use tropical hops and there's right more than one way to swim with the duck i think is what the, the yeah that was probably say. one of the boy scout lessons <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's a fortune cookie told me that um but uh yeah, again, it's they're so they're so they know what they're good at. So let's just say that's a, probably the the most accurate thing I could say about them is you know they're right they they have a lot of beers or they have a cool experimental brewery in their center cafes. They're always cranking out new stuff, but also like they just know that they're so good at IPAs, at wheat beers, a bunch of lagers as well. Their porters awesome, like these great core beers to the American craft beer experience that they don't need to dress them up too much to make a case for hey you should try this um everyone knows bells is just great at what they they do so this beer is no exception but i do i remember that day reading about it online and yelling to whoever was near me in the office of like bells a hazy from bells it's happening and that's really like a lot like sierra nevada had theirs coming out i think stone announced one there was like a lot of breweries that we had grown up drinking they were like, all right, here we come. We're going to check out the hazy game and give our a swing at it. And now like all those beers are on the shelves and still doing really well. And like beers like this are just, you know, it's, it's, I think one of the top checked in Bell's beers now, and it's only been around since 2019. So that goes wow. easily one of their top 10, which is wild for a brewery that's made a Kalamazoo stout. That's like a staple stout um, in the Midwest and really all over the you know, the country. Um, things like that. It's yeah. uh, again impressive to see how quickly something like this can grow. And uh, again, they know what they were doing. It's hazy IPA. Boom, the market's there. It's getting bigger. Second, um, but you know, exciting that they can you know consistently make something this good and this hazy. It's tougher to do than one might expect. It's also tough not to spill beer all over your desk every once in a while. If you've been watching me on YouTube, wondering what I'm doing. Uh, But I was able to, in the process, uh, after spilling beer all over myself, um, confirm Harrison's right. Official has moved up to Bell's ninth most checked in beer in a short amount of time, competing with things like their Christmas, their Oktoberfest and stuff. That's really cool to see. I know that's crazy. Right, the Christmas ale has got its own kind of cult following um, as well. But I mean, both these beers are are so good, so delicious. It's not just us, not just Untapped. I, I you know, I'd be wrong to not highlight that Two Hearted. Jumping back for a minute, um, in 2017, the American Home Brewers Association actually voted to all the members, all the home brewers out there. They voted um too hard in ale the best beer in america when they were number two for like seven years pliny the elder always beat them from russian river and then boom bells jumped on top so again not even just it's wild when like so many people can love a beer it's it's so cool and that like it's like keeps getting better like more people love it more over time that's very unique um and, and not really I can't think of another brewery that, well, maybe I'm wrong, but where that's been their story is the the fan club keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and um, then, then too hard in, in Bells itself. So 
Definitely yep. that needed a shout out. And the name of the, the magazine that the American Homebrew Association, that all the members subscribe to, and then this list is announced every year, is called Zybergy Magazine, which is a great name. Love that. So if you're a home brewer and you're not part of the AHA, think about joining. You get to vote in this stuff every year. Um, and so make sure you don't get too hard if you haven't yet, so you can be on the same page as all those guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, Bells, I know we're not we're not hiding it. These guys are killing it. They're doing great stuff. I love them. Um, I'm not gonna not gonna be coy about it. But again, not alone. You you couldn't. I think it would be impossible <laughs> uh, unless we deleted all the old podcast episodes. But I much like like the the for me a lot of the love of craft beer is in meeting and supporting the people that that create the products I drink. Similar to podcasting, like it would be impossible to sit and drink a beer with everyone that listens to this show, though it is kind of a soft goal of mine at one mm-hmm. point to call that, uh, I don't know, a birthday <laughs> party or something. But yeah. um, like the Bell started out, this you said this whole brewery that's served over a million check-ins now began in a, in a soup pot. That's right. And with a good product and some help and some good breaks, maybe some marketing, but ultimately products like Oberon and Two Hearted were able to take you from a soup pot to where people are drinking and talking about your beer all across the world. Yeah, I know. It's wild, right? It does come down to that. So any of these breweries, just some crazy person's dream. And so many of them for five or six or 10 years did nothing or did, did nothing but lose money. And they kept believing. And here we are today, right, talking about them and millions of people are enjoying them. So that is... True. That again and again with so many American breweries, um, there's a lot to be said there about what you know perseverance actually means. It's not a couple rough weeks; sometimes it's a couple rough years. But if you know what you have, and they again, they they know what they're great at. Um, you know, never give up, never surrender. Is, uh, <laughs> hey, one day Alan. we'll be. <laughs> Talking about how Tony from Lagunitas ruined Petaluma's entire sewage system trying to start his brewery. Uh, <laughs> you know, That's humble right. beginnings, but persistence, definitely. Oh, my gosh. So many great stories like that out there. Um, but yeah. But anyway, this this as John said, this badge, you want to grab it as well by drinking any of these beers that we had or are doing right now. Official, two-hearted or light-hearted Oberon. It's available until October 22nd, 2021. And bonus badge insight for all you socialites listening. There is going to be an untapped 11th anniversary badge as well running around October 22nd. So if you checked in like two hearted on the 21st, the 22nd, you could, you could be earning the drinking socially badge. The, Always inspired badge, 11th anniversary badge. There's gonna be a lot of badges sitting right here in this beer, sitting on a shelf in your local beer shop. So, gotta plan ahead. Now you know. Yeah. And October 22nd, you're probably just getting around to setting up Halloween decorations or remembering right. that you have to go buy candy. Why not drink it too hearted and yeah, too float hearted. down the river, as Harrison <laughs> would put it? Uh, basically, <laughs> therapy in a 12 ounce bottle. Uh, <laughs> we're a 16 ounce can like we're doing today some serious yeah that's therapy. probably better better bang for your buck that way and speaking of bang for your buck there's a terrible yep. transition but normally we would talk about like how many times this badge has been unlocked if we we're doing like the the gourd to the last drop badge or something yep. where we yep. kind of see that with this one uh being unique and new and special just to bells 
it hasn't been unlocked very much yet, but um, what we wanted to talk about how Harrison in, informed you again, you have to drink two hearted, lighthearted Oberon or official to earn this anytime from now until October 22nd. So really easy to go grab this one. Currently Bell's brewery with all of their 400 plus beers listed on untapped has been checked into over seven and a quarter million times. That's that's right. more, that's it's a lot. Um, like a lot. It, trying to quantify that, I don't like that's how many dog hairs I vacuum up in a year with five Pomeranians. <laughs> it's a lot of check ins and dog hair, you're right. Um, so without breaking down this badge, I have a feeling it's going to be earned a lot, but I'm not making any bets after the last one. Mm-hmm. I'm out of beer bottle costumes, say, son of a gun. Um, but just me personally, I've checked into Bell's. I checked out my untapped history 20 times in total. Mm. My first one was actually from their planet series. It was a Jupiter that Mm -hmm. I convinced a bartender to open for me just because I had no idea what it was. Then it took me a year to finally get to two hearted and check that one in. Um, and my highest rated Bell's beer is a tie between hop slam and black note. And I'm comfortable Ooh. with both of those taking the win for me as kind of some Bell's maybe uh, pinch hitters or uh, you know, like legendary Bell's beers. What about you, Harrison? If if we just count like Bell's check-ins, not too hearted, um, because that's I, I don't know how many numbers we could add here. Right. Yeah. So for Bell's overall, I've checked into Bell's Brewery's beers 43 times. So making Ooh. making some work there into that one or seven and a three quarter million or whatever a lot of check-ins um most of them though have been of two hearted 24 so more than half of them uh have been of two hearted and as you've mentioned in the past i really do kind of use untapped as like a beer diary and um you know throughout the year if i have important events or i'm just like you know in the mood to revisit an old friend i'll grab a bell's two hearted and i'll enjoy it so it's in here a lot um absolutely the first time i had it was uh, i had had my untapped account for maybe a couple days it was march 24th 2014 uh, wow yeah the quote in the check-in was this is the best go-to ipa out there while i was enjoying it on tap at the griffin pub in charleston south carolina which is a cool spot if you go bring a dollar bill and let you write your name on it and put it on the wall um, real physical money. Find some of that somewhere, wherever it may <laughs> yeah. be, um, and then um, trade in some Bitcoin for it. And anyway, um, but yeah. So this beer has been with me since the early days of my untapped life, and even before that, um, which is pretty cool. So yeah, again, I'm trying trying not to gush tonight, John. I'm trying to be professional. You're doing good. You're doing really good. Really too hard to do. Okay. Anyway, objective journalism Thanks. tonight. <laughs> all right so speaking of being objective and journalism and making hard calls let's throw a would you rather into this and okay let's, right really really get in there and answer the tough questions john i'm going to ask you to change it up a little bit would you rather would you rather it's gonna be tough always drink too hearted or always drink official Ooh. For the rest of the year, I'm going to put a thing. I'm going to put a time. It's tough to say forever. Let's not go down that path. Let's live a moment at a time, but um, or a quarter at a time. Rest of the year, 
You only drink one beer. Is it two hearted or is it official? What do you got? This sucks. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even say that it's hard. I have both of them in front of me right now. I know exactly what they taste like. Um, and an official would probably get my pick for the win Ooh. if the year was longer. But I know we're coming into Thanksgiving and Christmas and holidays with families, which means drinking a little extra for me. And for that, I'm gonna pick Two Hearted. I think it'll pair easier with Thanksgiving dinner. I think it'll pair easier with my relatives. I'm going to go with two hearted for the rest of the year, but it's uh, in both of those would be a win. This isn't a, would you rather where I have to decide which is the least bad. These are right. both good. Okay. Would you rather breathe out of your eyes or hear through your nose? <laughs> it's not one of those, uh, which I don't even know what that would. Well, thankfully, like, th- thanks for like, being nice to me, Harrison. <laughs> You're right. I'm just imagining what a tuba player would look like in that world, but trying not to. All right, good. Good. I like that answer. Um, that's, yeah, sure. All right. Again, I kind of gave you a little bit of an out. The year's almost over, which is kind of crazy, but yeah, sure. They're both what, a win. What about, let, let me flip it over to okay. you if I can. Let's pretend because this is one of your skill sets that isn't taken advantage of enough so let's pretend you have a refrigerator but it's huge in this case it's probably the size of the room that you're standing in and it's full of every bell's beer ever one of each Mm. is there one that you're easily going to pick out and grab we know two-hearted is the most checked in um i think i can go to untapped really quick and see that the highest rated all time is bourbon barrel double barrel aged expedition stout Ooh. followed shortly by black note but ah. untapped will help us get there with ratings and metrics but in your heart of hearts harrison which bell's beer are you going for so i mean really selfishly one of the beers i've always wanted to have from bells <clears throat> if you're listening <laughs> out there um and this probably surprises nobody is black hearted which is two hearted ipas kind of black ipa brother cousin whatever you want to call it that's what there's lots of variations obviously light-hearted double-hearted that i really liked when i had it it was kind of like an almost like an American barley wine, like a really big, nice. but bitter, big old American strong ale. So that was a night I remember because of the <laughs> check-in. Um, so there are a lot, I mean, there've been so many cool beers over the years, obviously, like you said, 400 plus inside untapped, but Blackheart is one I've been trying to track down, never have. Black IPAs have a special place in my heart and, um, would love to see this beer's um, darker, maybe more mysterious uh, cousin, if you will. So haven't yet. That's the one. But sitting in that fridge, I'm jumping right on Blackhearted and uh, and checking it out. No questions asked. Well handled with perhaps even a harder mm-hmm. question than you gave me. You're still the oh, professional yeah. here, Harrison. Right. And if we were going out for a professional lunch or a professional dinner or a professional Sunday to get away from being professional. Is there any place you wanted to talk about today that is a verified venue of the week? Perhaps a highlight. Yes, I, I do, John. And again, not many surprises this episode. Let's highlight and not change, not change it up now. We're almost done. Bell's Eccentric Cafe, which is 
course, the Verify Vending, the original Bell's location, or kind of technically, I guess, right next to it. But it's a full-service restaurant in Kalamazoo, Michigan. They also have a beer garden there. There's a huge patio and a state-of-the-art music venue. So Larry Bell loves the tunes. How could you not? But it's really kind of, I mean, Bell's already a destination, but it doesn't hurt when you can go to the brewery, do a tour, and then sit down and have an amazing meal, um, you know, while you're enjoying some of those harder-to-get beers, like Blackhearted, all you lucky people who have had it. Um, <laughs> but again, amazing kitchen staff. Obviously, they care a lot about beer. They're going to care a lot about the food they create as well. So a lot of sustainable ingredients used. They're locally sourced stuff made from scratch. And then there's the, it's just a cool experience. It's got a huge chalkboard on there with, you know, a bunch of the the beers you're expecting. They always have like Too Hard and Oberon. But then on there was plaques, but then written in cool chalk, a bunch of the other more kind of one-off stuff that they're nice. always creating. So it's a cool vibe. Oberon Day, obviously, is a big deal each year when Oberon's tapped for the first time and you get to go to the center cafe and, you know, whenever it opens, 10 in the morning, no judgment. <laughs> um, and, and that's a cool day. And it, it, we've talked about it before, but it's kind of like the, it gets rough in Michigan in the winters, winter kind of lasts until June most of the time. But, um, this is, it, you know, a way of kind of looking forward to the warmer months and Oberon day is here. The sunshine's coming and they make a big deal about that thawing out up in Michigan at the center cafe. So a lot of cool stuff, um, beer, food, Full experience. Then right next to the cafe is Bell's General Store, where you can buy Bell's Beer to Go, obviously, a bunch of gear, get a cool hat, a T-shirt. And there's actually a lot of uh, other things there beyond just beer. You can grab in a can or a bottle or a growler, maybe even some deconstructed beer that you would construct yourself. Right, John? You know a little more about this. <laughs> uh, deconstructed beer <laughs> is, a, is, a, is, a, is a big thing in most homebrew circles um, yeah, where, the, where we call it de- beer deconstruction and reconstruction. <laughs> um, but you're absolutely right. If you're going to kind of take the Disneyland-esque tour of Bells you're, and also maybe avoid the Michigan winter mm. period of the year. Seriously, Michigan winters, you have my respect. Uh, as, a, as a Buffalo native, we, we've, we've experienced the darkness long enough. But <laughs> when you're up in Bell's uh, country in Kalamazoo, pick up, or I think you can even order them from their website, you can yep. get clone recipes to make your own lighthearted, inspired ales or two-hearted i think right now on their website i was looking this morning you can even get the clone kit to make your own double two-hearted so while i'd encourage you to check into your own homebrewed version and not the actual double two-hearted harrison that would be at least a way uh for you to get everything you need right from bell's website and and they have these kind of pre-built kits for you to pick up your own hop slam, go home and make it yourself at any time in the year um, right. and pick up the beer while you're there. But I'm pretty sure if you're, if you're there, if you're ordering on the website, you can buy a kit. If you're there in person, you can even just buy some grain and some hops and kind of treat it like a homebrew store visit as well. That's Which right. That's, yeah. that's awesome to see like going out to your local pizzeria to get some pizza dough 
and going right. out to your local brewery to get some beer deconstruction equipment. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cheers to you, Bells. That's right. Just bring your own soup pot. That's on you. <laughs> but uh, but Bells will have everything else. And so cool. Uh, Hop Slam comes with your own little honey bear, a little bear-shaped honey container because yes. that beer is brewed with honey as well. So love that. It's the little things. And Bells has, you know, has that locked down um and yeah on on every every level that's awesome um and i don't know about you but if you can make it yourself it usually tastes maybe it doesn't taste better but you appreciate it more all the work that went into it right the exploding beer on the floor in the kitchen is the worst thing ever um but uh not ever but you know it's you're i don't have the needs for it anymore good thing i don't have to speaking of uh things i don't have anymore let's talk about some beers we had last week john and specifically the best ones i think you have one that's really good you want to talk about well it's (laughs) it is really good the best beer i had last week came hand delivered from one of my best friends Hmm. it's you harrison uh you 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 gave it to me (laughs) Uh, you were in Georgia recently for work and mostly pleasure, I'd imagine. But <laughs> Creature Comforts, yes. uh, we featured their Tropicalia last year. Creature Comforts is largely responsible for last year's most unlocked drinking socially badge right. at the Atlanta airport. Um, Amazing. So you brought, they make a classic city lager, a beer from Creature Comforts I'd never had before. Tropicalia is great. Put them on the map for me. But being able to kind of test their lager um, and just see how clean and delicious they were able to make it, best and most memorable beer that I've had over the last week. What about you? Interesting. Interesting choice. Well, 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 John. It just so happens for the first time ever in the history of Best Beer of the Week, we've chosen the same beer. Boom. So I also was indulging in some classic city lager over the weekend by Creature Comforts. It's great. It's got a cool retro vibe to it. It kind of reminds me of Natty Bo from Baltimore, if you're familiar. Yes. Got, there's a cool little character on the box that kind of looks like the Natty Bo guy, but it's also doing his own thing. No copyright infringement. It's just another little person. But um, their slogan for this beer is just good cold beer. That's it. So it's even got like a, a Schlitz type if the beer to have when you're having more than one, or maybe that was Schmitz, doesn't matter. Slogan that's simple, but a very flavorful beer, delicious, light lager, the perfect football beer, and the perfect beer for us to both have as our best beer of the week because it's the year of the lager. So we're doubling down on lagers, football season. Go right from Marzins to classic light lagers and keep it going until we hit Baltic Porters and Doppelbox when it eventually gets <laughs> cold here, which we joke about it never happening. Um, but, yeah, this is a good week for us, for lagers, for the world. Um, yeah, best beer. Either. Isn't it always, man? Um, feels like it. <laughs> yeah, and not to be outdone or left out, um, but if you're only drinking Bell's beers and you're looking for a lager, they will also take very right. good care of you. Um, mm-hmm. So wherever you feel like grabbing your next best beer of the week, hopefully Untapped can help you find it. 
This episode was a blast. We got to sneak in two beers. They were both from Bell's and it was for work. So it doesn't feel too bad drinking two beers here at night with you. Uh, no, it feels great. <laughs> same but different. Delicious. Feel much better than I did when we started. That's and don't it. forget, it's not too late. You have until October 22nd to earn the Always Inspired Badge from Bell's just by checking into one of their four flagships. Make sure you follow Untapped on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us at podcast.untapped.com or check us out on YouTube so that you're always aware of these things before it's too late and you're clamoring to go grab a two-hearted on October 22nd when you only have moments left to spare. And that's not oh. bad either. So yeah, no one Don't wants to be rushing. Guy. Don't okay. tickle me, Elmo. You're two-hearted. Hopefully, hopefully you're old enough to understand that. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and just see myself out. What a bloodbath that Christmas was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're drinking the best beer in the world. No, we're not drinking too hard again. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm sure you'll be Orval the Moon with excitement for next week. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. 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 <laughs>